Thanks for coming back for chapter two of LJ's story. If you were with us yesterday, you know this is a beautiful and just impacting one. So let's get right into it. When it comes to, you know, the question of like, what, what is it that got me here? Because mm-hmm. I know that was your initial question. Yeah, but that's, um, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my time in New Orleans before Katrina, um, I grew up in the church. My, my father was Roman Catholic. Most of my family okay. um, is Roman Catholic. Um, I was an altar boy. Um, I had like a very normal um, childhood. And again, I just wasn't invested. Mm. And it's interesting, you know, throughout my whole life, people have told me, um, you have a, you know, you have an interesting perspective on things. Um, but I never realized it because like in my mind, um, you know, being birthed in tragedy, uh, essentially, um, what you, what you start to miss is what you're doing for other people, because all you can think about is how to get by. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a very narrow minded way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've never really taken the, the um, opportunity to appreciate um, the, the work that God does through me um, and opens up for other people. Um, but I've always been someone who will at least take a step to be like, okay, let me help out in, yeah. in, in every way that I can. But I remember my early experiences within the church I was very much going through the motions like we all do. Um, I didn't realize that I wasn't investing. So I was, I shouldn't have expected to get much back. Um, but I was checking off all of the boxes. I was going to church. I was serving. Um, I was in community, but I was not committed um, to, to God uh, in the ways that I, that I am today. Wow. Um, so I was not getting um, what I was asking of God, mm-hmm. but what God was asking of me was just for relationship. And I mm-hmm. couldn't even give him that. Um, so that was sort of my trajectory until I moved to the DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a Quaker school. And so in that school, they didn't necessarily like push religion on you. Mm-hmm. So that was my first opportunity being in like a school environment where I like wasn't necessarily told to do any anything that was like outside of my regular practices we had like a time of like worship uh during the day but it was like 45 minutes um and i didn't necessarily have to do anything outside of work anymore or or, or, uh school Mm -hmm. um because it wasn't like a curriculum was necessarily based on that um there were some classes you took but it wasn't significant like you're in high school at that point um, but what was interesting is now I felt like, okay, I have an opportunity to choose to, to step into my faith and, mm-hmm. and I, and I chose not to. Um, so I, I continued throughout the years. Um, and I always believed in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never angry at God for what happened. In fact, I blame myself for, for, for a lot of things. I was like, man, I just, I'm, I'm just unlucky. Yeah. Like I'm just someone who's been unlucky in life. Um, and that just is what it is. Um, 
And then it wasn't until I got older and, and, and was able to add perspective mm-hmm. um, and realize, despite all of my tragedy, that that God was working on me to be able to to share my life and my story and my experiences with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am extremely appreciative today when when people tell me that I have an impact on um, their their faith journey. Um, and my faith journey is interesting because where I am today, like this is two, three, four years in the making, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, God works in, in, in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the DC area, I graduated, went to college, um, went back to the DC area. And I just felt like there was something missing. There was something that was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't figure out what that was. And I would just do all of every, all of these different things, everything that I could to try to fill in and and plug in that gap. Um, Have you ever, you know, have you ever wanted something like really bad and then you get it and then you're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this isn't what this looks like. Oh, I want a new version of this. And I think we do that with God a lot of the time. God, I, I really want you to give me this job. You get the job. Oh, man, I don't like my coworkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you get the job and now you don't have time to spend with your family. Mm-hmm. Or you get the job and you can't even be yourself at work. Wow. So there's so many um, times in life where you're like, what is it? What is it that um, I need to be able to to fill the gap like why do I feel empty um but the reason that you feel empty is because God is what makes you whole um and when you don't see God you're constantly be going to be running this rat race and that's where I found myself in so what ended up happening is I felt like I had figured it out I felt like okay if I'm as successful as I can possibly be in my career um then I had everything that I wanted, mm-hmm. but that wasn't true because what was happening is at the time as my dad was getting sick, my relationship was deteriorating with, with, with different family members, friends, mm-hmm. um, my relationships with, you know, the women in my life were deteriorating. Um, and I was believing that, okay, like I'm going to be more successful so I can provide more. Wow. So people will love me more. So I'm able to, to do more. Um, and none of that was true because I would become more successful and then maybe resentment grows within those people that care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it, it, um, it was an interesting thing. But again, I thought at the time that I had it figured out. So I said, okay, I got this promotion at my job. Um, and I said, I'm going to move because mm-hmm. I need to be in a different setting. Yeah. Like that's what's going to do it for me. Um, because a lot of the times, like I would believe that it wasn't me who needed to change. It was everything else around me. Yeah. So what better way than to just change my environment? Um, but the only thing consistent between those things is me. So I was the thing that was unwilling to, to be shaped and formed. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else around me needed to change. Um, so I said, okay, um, moved to Chicago, um, got this new job opportunity and, um, I moved, 
um, to Chicago, it was, it was like a, it was, it was an amazing representation of everything that was wrong with my way of thinking. So, um, Julian, you may have heard this, the story before, but, um, I had never at that point in time taken a long road trip. I'm, you know, I'm, I wear glasses today and I should have worn glasses all my life. Um, I have terrible vision. Um, and essentially, um, I asked one of my friends to, uh, make the drive with me and, what ended up happening was, you know, the, the drive from D.C. to uh, Chicago is about 13 hours. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a good 13-hour road trip. Um, so I'd rented a U-Haul truck. I had convinced uh, one of my friends to make the drive with me. And I said, okay, um, I'm moving to Chicago. I'm starting everything new. Um, this is, this is ne- going to be the next step in my life. Like everything is working for me. Yeah. Like this is what's going to to make me feel whole in in, in my life. And um, as I'm taking this drive with my friend, like all of these things are, are are going through my mind of just like, you know, feeling like I had accomplished it. But I'm also there's this other feeling that always tends to. Um, happen at the same time. Like when you feel like you have it all figured out, that anxiety also begins to brew at the same time for the things you don't have figured out. Like there's never those moments where you can just fully feel like, okay, I'm set. I'm okay with this. Like you have to bring yourself to get to that. There's like an extra layer that requires you to just feel settled. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I was going through in in that particular moment. Um, so we had made it about, uh, three fourths of the drive. Um, at that point we stopped. I mean, it was the next day. It was the, it was the end of December. Um, and we were in South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. And so close we, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were so close, right? Mm-hmm. So close. And if you've ever been to South Bend, Indiana, you know, it's, it's, it's really icy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially in the wintertime, it had snowed the night before. And on one side of the road, you have 18 wheelers, especially early in the morning. You have 18 yeah, wheelers. Yeah. There's 18 wheelers in front of us, 18 wheelers behind us. Um, and it had snowed the night before. And maybe, I don't remember, I could have been going 60 or 70, and it snowed the night before. And I was trying to get to, get to my destination as quickly as possible without any idea of why I needed to get there. Mm. So, you know, how quickly do we want to get to something that might not even be for us? Wow. Um, wow. And, and, and that's exactly what was going on at that time. So I'm going as, you know, maybe 60 degrees. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to Chicago. I'm going to start my new life. It's going to be amazing. Um, and as I'm driving, you know, I'm holding on to the wheel and um, the wheels start getting shaky because it's icy. And I'm like, OK, um, just hold on to the wheel. And my, and, my, and my friend is looking at me. Right. You know, like that guardian angel, like, hey, hold on to the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like they're telling you something. Yeah. And especially when you when you hear that voice like God is talking to you, mm-hmm. what do you do? you acknowledge it like, yeah. And then you do something completely different. (laughs) That's so so true. (laughs) So 
what I did is I, I did the exact opposite um, because my friend was told me to hold the wheel steady and I hit the brake. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you don't do. Nope. So what ended up happening was the car or the, the two, uh, excuse me, um, the, the U-Haul truck is literally just swerving out of control at this point. Oh. And remember on the other opposite side of me is, is 18 wheelers behind us is 18 wheelers in front of us. It's 18 wheelers. It had snowed the night before. Um, and the car is literally going out of control. There was nothing that I could do at this point. Wow. So I turned the wheel, um, as quickly as possible. I don't even know why, but I just turned the wheel as quickly as possible away from the opposite side. Cause I was like, okay, we can't hit an 18 wheeler. Yeah. So I turned it to the opposite side and then I let the, I, <laughs> I let go of the wheel and I said, Jesus, take the wheel. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh man, I, like in that moment, I believed I wasn't going to make it. Wow. In that moment, I, I like all I could think about was like, "Damn, what is my dad gonna say?" Mm-hmm. Um, like, what, what, like, what, what, like, what was I thinking? Yeah, believing that I had all the answers, and then boom, cars going out of control. Um, my friend's screaming, I'm screaming. I'm like, "Damn, man!" Uh-huh. I guess yeah. you know it is what it is at this point. Um, and oh. as the, 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 the U-Haul is swerving out of control, something miraculous happened. Um, I ended up getting the 14 foot instead of the 12 foot, which is a much bigger, sturdier U-Haul. Yeah. And it starts to like go out of control, but it, it, it like forms into like kind of a V mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. and it does like a 180 um, and it perfectly like reverses <laughs> wow. into a ditch. Wow. And this was incredible because it had it not snowed the night before the place where we landed, we would have immediately hit the wall because wow. it was that like wall on the side of the road, but it had snowed so much the night before that it had created this little cushion for us. Wow. So we literally reversed into the cushion and we were like looking up so we could see the cars. Um, go past and we immediately like we're just like maybe two to three foot down into the ditch mm-hmm. which was close enough to see the cars but safe enough to where if someone else got into an accident they wouldn't hit us wow. so we were perfectly perfect per- protected in that moment and it was so just like that's an only god yeah mm-hmm. like only god absolutely could have protected you um in that moment so one of my friends who the friend who was with me um in the car you know we're talking about like i mean i can't believe we just got into this accident and the day before um my friend never carries cash um you know he was talking to his his um his parents and he was like you know what let me just take out two hundred dollars so i hit on star um, and we're waiting for help. You know, we just got into an accident mm-hmm. and this, and this tow truck comes and it, and the guy gets out of the car and he's like, Hey, do you have $200? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, <laughs> um, I can get you guys out of this ditch. And my friend gives him the $200 that he had. Um, I didn't have any cash on me. My mm-hmm. friend happened to have the exact amount of money wow. that this person asked for. So he hook takes the big hook hooks it to the U-Haul, takes us out of the ditch in less than five minutes, and we and we drive on to Chicago. 
and that was my introduction into uh, into Chicago. Wow. And it was funny. All of these things needed to happen. Like I needed to have that moment where it's like only God can put you in the place that you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I I make it to Chicago and I and, and living in the West Loop. The only reason I moved there is because it was close to my office. Yeah. It was a 10 minute walk. The first day I come into my office, I find out we're moving office locations. Oh no. <laughs> so, um, but that's important because if I had known that before, I would have never lived in the West Loop. Uh, and a couple months later, when I uh, realized that I needed God in my life, I Googled churches near me. Mm-hmm. And the closest church near me was Soul City. And then I walked into Soul City that day, um, and and I started my faith journey as it is today. Wow, that is, man, I am so glad like we are that talking about story. this because I would have never, ever, 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 ever guessed any of this stuff. And this is that that is amazing. So now that you you man you you're such a good storyteller too because i was like he's saying it it snowed the night before a lot but you were setting us up for why it snowed that was so good (laughs) that's crazy but now that we're in chicago you made it to chicago you started your faith journey you found soul city you walked in the door so where where are you at right now what would you describe as your walk what you're walking through right now my my walk right now is consistency. Mm. Um, like the longer that you you excuse me, the longer that you walk with God, um, you need to be reminded, um, as I said earlier, um, and and only consistency can do that. Um, so I'm just trying to be consistent in my faith in all of the ways that I can give of myself to God. Mm-hmm. And since you've started really growing in relationship with him, what has he revealed to you to be the thing that you need to surrender the most? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, what? Or maybe what is the hardest I- thing for you to hmm. let go of? my own i would say my own insecurities mm-hmm. i feel like i create my own obstacles um these aren't the obstacles that god is putting in front of me these are the ask- obstacles that i create for myself that god has to remind me that i he's prepared me to be able to face mm-hmm. so there's so many things that i do that um are really just a result of just believing in things that aren't yet real. And what I mean by that is um, maybe maybe a, a family member right now um, is, is sick. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is um, you'll take that on. You'll take ownership of that sickness. And you'll start to think, oh, what's going to happen? It's, it's going to get worse. Um, what am I going to have to have to do family if I lose this person? Mm-hmm. Like, you make the situation worse. And all you know in that moment is that that person is struggling right now. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of that uh, in my life where 
I just create these situations that have not yet um, happened. Um, And you take ownership of that and that anxiety begins to grow and it begins to limit your ability to be everything that you can be to other people. Because I believe that we only have like a limited amount of energy. Um, We need to continue to like fill up that energy. Um, Like God allows us to have that, but we need to, to make sure we take care of the energy we're able to give to others. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think takes away from that energy is um, anxiety, it's insecurity, it's just committing yourself to the wrong things. Yeah. Um, and I think I can often be guilty of that, mm-hmm. uh, where I invest my energy a lot into anxiety. Wow. Like everything will be going good. And then you're still anxious about something that hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to, and I have to really be mindful of that. That's good. That's good. So, man, that's that's something that I feel that I can definitely relate to a lot, all the time. And I mm-hmm. still, I still go through that. And I know when I put out the first episode, you were texting me and you were telling me that you know, you felt in that way the same, but on a different side of the coin. And it's so easy to fall into those things because sometimes you think to yourself, especially for somebody who's been through so much like you, like who's experienced and seen, like you've seen so much, um, like to fall into that, like how good can this be and for how long, you know? And so have you ever felt that way since, maybe going to soul city and, and leading up to your baptism and shout out to you. Cause we share the same day. We're baptism brothers, <laughs> <laughs> but um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. And like, if that's kind of played into where you are and, and leading up to that baptism story for you. Um, so that's something that I constantly have to continue to deal with despite all of the good. Um, what helps me be able to deal with it because um, I think there's, there's, there's like two things that um, are, are really consistent in a lot of people, including myself, is that you either think that you are not enough mm. or you either don't think that you're capable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not enough. Like, ah, you know what? Like they couldn't choose me. Or you just don't feel capable of like stepping up to that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are two different things. And I think what ends up happening for me is like when I feel like I'm not enough, when I feel like I'm not worthy, um, I think about everything that God has given for me to be where I am today. Like God has given so much to me. Like God has given his life for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to be reminded of that when I feel like, uh, of course, I'm enough. You know, if you're God's child, you you are more than enough um, because God has said that. Um, So when it comes to like my my journey with Soul City, like I had to be reminded of that. I remember um, I was was sitting in the service and it's it's funny. um, The first time I ever came to Soul City, I'm I'm very much um, okay with doing things by myself. Like, I feel like if, if, if I get my head around something that I want to do it, I'm going to, 
I'm going to end up doing it. Yeah. Um, because I'm stubborn in that way. I get that <laughs> from, from my family. Yeah. Um, but I remember going to, to Soul City. I, I go up and um, I remember this woman was leading me to the front. I, I, felt, I, I guess I looked like very new um, and <laughs> they were leading me to the front. And then I remember I was like, oh, thank you. And I sat in the front and then I waited for her to turn around and I, and I moved all the way to the back. <laughs> um, and I sat in the back and I was like, okay, like, let me, let me see what this, uh, let me see what this church is all about. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to the word and it was, and it was funny, Jared and Jeannie weren't even preaching that day. I think it was like when they had a guest pastor. Yeah. But there was something about the energy there mm -hmm. that felt really exciting to me. Yeah. And I hadn't been excited in, in, in church in a really long time. But I had felt something. Like I'm 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 someone like when I feel it the word, like I haven't heard God's voice like um in my head, but I felt like God was talking to mm. me. Um, yeah, like an impression. And I felt something. I was like, okay, like I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep coming back. And the more that I kept coming back and being consistent, because sometimes um, you need to take that first step so you can take the second. Yes. yes. So um, everything that opens up in, in terms of, of my perspective on things, like if I can take the first, I can take the second. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to take the first. Um, mm -hmm. and it's even harder to take the third and the fourth, but I took the first yeah. step by, um, just going to church and I was like, okay, like I'm going here every Sunday. I'm starting to meet people. You know, why don't I, uh, do alpha? That was the second thing I, I, I felt like I could do yeah. at the church. Um, and alpha was so transformational to me because it was a space where you can ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of questions, but for me, um, it's not like I wanted my questions answered, but I wanted my questions heard. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. Um, and I feel like that is sort of what can make the difference yeah. for a lot of people in their journey, whether or not they feel heard. Because we all have questions, mm -hmm. um, but you, you start to wonder, does God hear me? Mm -hmm. um, and when you keep talking to God and you don't feel like he hears you, um, you start to believe that God isn't listening. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that can be really, really difficult for a lot of people. And it was difficult for me. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, uh, what was interesting about all of it was um, I was so used to disappointment that I could, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's just, woe is me. Like I was so used to, um, just sadness and, and tragedy, mm -hmm. which that I could keep going. Yeah. Like it was easier for me to keep going. Um, because I wasn't expecting much. And when I started to level up my expectations in God, that's when I started get, getting disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's also when the revelation came. Of, of how good God has been in my life. Um, and the expectations that we place on our understanding of God, the expectations that we place on who we think God is in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, every time we wake up in the morning, God has shown us enough. Amen. Like he's shown us that he's good. 
Um, but the expectation that we place on God is often, God, I know you're good, but I want you to be the good that serves me. Mm-hmm. You so know? true. Like, I want you to be, uh, you know, the good that says, like, all of my financial worries are gone. I want you to be the good that all of my family is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to be the good that says, you know, all of my enemies now love me. Mm. Like, everything that yeah. is just in, 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 in a perfect sense. But the only thing that can be perfect is when it makes perfect sense to God. Absolutely. Like, we are working with Him. Yeah. Um, so, like, all of those things, I, I realized by consistently going to Soul City, that was like step one. Like I just consistently went to church every Sunday. Like that was the basic, that's like the minimum <laughs> requirement. And, and and the reason is I needed to hear the word mm-hmm. before I could seek the word. Mm. Like I, and then once I started seeking the word, I was like, okay, like I need to read scripture more. Yeah. Once I started seeking the word, I said, I need to, to help other others and encourage others to, to, to find, you know, the same things that I feel like I'm finding right now. Yeah. Um, and then the second or, or, or third step at that point is the work. And you should be doing the work the whole time, but we don't acknowledge we're doing the work until it's, it, it gets really hard, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like I, God was working on me and he was working on my heart and he was allowing me to uh, transform into the person that I am today. Yeah. But if someone had, had come up to me and said, Hey, LJ, it looks like, uh, Oh, it's, it's good to see that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're working on things. I would have been like, what? I don't need any help. Like, mm. um, I would have rejected that. Yeah. So I needed to be open. Um, and what I mentioned about therapy, like I needed to be open to counsel. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to be open to be able to receive and be able to say, you know what, God, I need to work on myself. Yeah. Like you've shown me um, that you're working with me. Now I need to work on myself so I can work with you better. Yeah. Um, and like all of that is like a journey um, into like baptism. Mm. Like I needed to know that God was the only thing that was going to get me through this. And once I realized that, um, it felt like the necessary next step. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. And through all of and through all of that, what continues to be your truth now? What continues to be the thing that you tell yourself every day that combats those insecurities? Mm-hmm. That that God is present. That's good. That's God good. God is present with us. Because like I said, like we all have this innate desire to be seen and to be heard. Mm -hmm. So when you don't feel like you have that, you don't feel like you're enough for people. You don't feel like you can be the person that you want to be. So God has to, you have have to know that Mm -hmm. God sees you and that he hears you. Even when it doesn't look like you want it to look, you have to know that. Um, So the thing that I tell myself is that God is present. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. It's like that song Waymaker, even when I don't see it, you're working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, man, LJ, like, thank you for taking us through all that. When you said, 
you when you said we got some things to unpack, I didn't, man, I just, I had no idea. And I'm so thankful for your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I know this is going to, a lot of what you spoke about, a lot of the things you touched on, I know are going to reach just that one person that needs to hear something from this. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, uh, multiple people. Um, and you are here for a reason, man. You're here today. Clearly, you're breathing so clearly. Yeah, you're breathing for a reason. You're seeing for a reason. You know, you you got your glasses. I hope on, <laughs> but but you you have a, a calling. You have a calling, man. And I I'm I can't wait to see more of what God is gonna do in your life. And it's just it's already. It's working in me because I feel like even though I grew up in church, people people like you who come and just humble themselves in every way, and you might not feel because you're you, you might not feel that, but you that's what you're exuding, man. That's what you're showing people, and that's how you're showing up. And I'm thankful for that because it makes me want to be a better person. It makes me want to be better to other people, but it makes me just want to be better to God and, and, and also know that he's present. So I thank you so much. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for anything more from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate you giving me uh, the space to share, but I appreciate both of you for creating this platform. Um, this thank is you. exactly the type of thing that even like, I need to hear uh, what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because it helps me in my journey. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about, man. Iron sharpening iron and, mm-hmm. you know, continuing this walk together. Um, and I know you got a call pretty soon, but I would love to have you back on because like I said, you just always bring something good and I'm going to continue praying for you. I hope you continue praying for us and, and we get through this, through this time. And we, you know, we get to where God is, is leading us, uh, you know, for, for our, our different perspectives, our different, uh, growths. Um, I just know he's working in us in, in a lot of ways. So, uh, where can people find you LJ? I know you got an app that came out. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? And then where maybe people can find you if they want to hear a little bit more of your story or just get to know you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny. Um, like my my goal, I told you for 2020, I need to um, I need to stop blocking my blessings. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm on on the path towards that by just investing in projects that I I feel like will really continue to to make me um, just make me a better person. Yeah. So one of the things is this this app um, that I just came out with. Um, it's called Sync. S-I-I-N-C, um, it's on the App Store, um, and we're doing beta testing, and, and, and we want to get feedback from as many people as possible, but it's essentially a social calendar to help more effectively coordinate your plans, but also meet new people, yeah. um, and I'm so excited because I, especially right now, um, connection looks so different than it ever yeah. has. Um, and, and what I'm so happy is, is, is getting the feedback from people about like, I have to invest more in my relationships with people mm-hmm. because what I realized during all of this, when, when everything has had to slow down is that I don't like the fact that I don't know people in the way that I thought I did. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm so excited that with this app, I get the opportunity to, to help people build and foster those relationships more. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, would love for, for folks to download it. It's S-I-I-M-C on the App Store. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, just, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to, to, to meet new people. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we just appreciate you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to just be able to be in person and continue the good work with you, man. Absolutely. I'm excited. Um, and I appreciate, again, I appreciate so much allowing you, uh, you both allowing me to be on the platform. Absolutely. And I'm to keep you both in my prayers. And, Thank you. And, and I love and care for both of you. Thank you, man. Have a good one. And uh, we'll talk soon. I know we got we got small group on Wednesdays, so <laughs> we'll see each other. We'll see each other virtually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. All right. Take Bye, care. LJ. Whoa. I would have never guessed that like somebody that I know in my life and that I look up to has gone through any of that. Like I knew a little bit, uh, bits and pieces of what he would share, but I'm so thankful that he went that deep because he's the living embodiment of what it looks like to keep going. Yeah. He has an incredible testimony and just, there's so many moments that can only be explained by the Lord. Yeah. So I just hope that you guys enjoyed it, that you uh, received it in a way that you could continue to hold space and pray for LJ and his walk while we share these stories going forward with you to, to help you because they are, they're touching, they're touching the right places in, in me. And I know Catherine will, cause we continue to talk about it. But it's just continuing to help us understand and grow and just just be so present with mm-hmm. other people. Be so present with other people. And I, I can't, I have got nothing else to say. So <laughs> make sure you check out LJ's app. It's called Sync, S-I-I-N-C. Uh, the support would be greatly appreciated by him and his partners. And Catherine, where can they find us? At We Steady Walkin on Instagram and Twitter and on Apple and Spotify. And if you guys want to email us, it is we steady walkin.buzzsprout.com. Have a blessed week. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you soon. Take my hand.